0: Please carry Aiden in your heart. Um, they put him on life support for 12 hours. And there's like 10 hours to go or two hours to go. Amy, somebody just shout out from the. There's 10 hours to go uh, before they pull the plug. That's how seriously. I have a seven year old grandson uh, who looks exactly like this kid. And um, so I'm going to carry Aiden. Inside my heart, all day long, praying uh, that he lives and he lives well—not just breathes, but lives well—and that uh, God touches this young boy in a with a miracle today, and it would mark part of our spiritual life days that God did a miracle. Because when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can pray for places you've never been and pray for people you've never met as though they are family. That's that's what the Holy Spirit helps us to do. So keep Aiden in your heart all day long. Now, wow, what a, what a tremendous day. I, I was telling our executive vice president, Dr. Andrew Denton, I go, and he said as well, I, I've been in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. He's been in higher ed for many, many years. He's been in thousands of chapels. We never remember in our life two better back-to-back college chapels in our life than we've had Wednesday and Thursday, and I I, I literally um, could not wait to be back in this space today, and so can we just, I don't have to tell you to do this, but can we get on our feet and welcome Reggie Dabbs back to his home, it's a home game, baby, it's a home game for you.
1: Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. Hey, you can be seated. You can be seated. Hey, I, you know what? Um, if you got a Bible, you want to go to Revelations chapter 2, verse 17. Reve- why do everybody, Why is it when you go Revelation, everybody's like, oh, snap. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, um, uh, here's the deal. The, the Holy Spirit's amazing. Y'all do know what that... The Holy Spirit is not only conviction, he's a guide and he's a counselor. Y'all know that. Those three things are very, very important. And um, when pastor, when the president was up here uh, in speaking, uh, God told me, I have to do something. I have, a, I have something. I got to finish. And if you haven't been in chapel for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was telling, I'm telling every student... The three things I wish somebody told me when I was sitting up there as a student. And I've done two, and this is the last one. But before I do the last one, um, do you know him? Is there somebody here who you, you have sinned in your life? And this is your day. You need to come home. Now, I don't know if God's testing Reggie to see if he's willing to do what he I'm an evangelist. I give altar calls all the time. But giving an altar call like this, and this is straight up, you have sin in your life. If Jesus returned right now, you'd be in this room, left. It doesn't have to be that way. So before I get into what I'm doing, this will probably take a, a couple of seconds, but it's, it's an eternity for somebody. Somebody under the sound of my voice needs to get saved again. I don't care how many times you've done it, but this is your day. This is your moment, and this is your spot. So I'm going to give you 25 seconds of my time to get up out your seat and to get yourself right here. Now, I know some of you are like, wait a minute, what about bow your head and close your eyes? No. I want every eye open, every head up, and everybody looking around. Because if you're serious about this, you can care less what people think about you. This is your soul that's at stake. 25. 24. 23. 22. 21. 20. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, nine, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, I'm waiting for you, buddy, come on, two, one. In Jesus' name. Everybody, saint, help the sinner. Everybody say, Jesus, forgive me one more time. Like Samson, touch me one more time. Help me fight to be yours in Jesus' name. Everybody look at me. Everybody in the room, look at Reggie. Everybody look at me. I don't know what you did. I don't know where you've been, but Jesus has, he has this whole amnesia thing. The brother has like Alzheimer's, you know what I'm saying? Because the minute you got up and started walking, he can't remember why you got up and started walking. He don't even know why you were standing here. He's like, why my baby answered that altar call? What's wrong with my baby? Ain't nothing wrong with my baby. Because listen, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. Now listen, some of y'all... You need to get yourself some accountability up in your life, all right? Let somebody look at your cell phone. Tell them, hey, give me your phone. They can go in your history and see what you've been looking at. Dude, do it. Fight for this. You're going to understand why I did an altar call early. You're going to understand in a minute. But here's what I need you to do. Y'all got to go sit down because I got to preach, all right? But wait, I got to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, all heaven is rejoicing this morning because of these kids. Hug them. Hug them. Get up and just start hugging them as they get back to their seat let it make them like three, five minutes to get back because of the hugs they get oh somebody needs to remember what you were before Jesus saved you clap like you just got saved clap like your mama just got saved, clap like your brother just got saved, come on clap somebody shout to the Lord right now that's good, that's good Give your neighbor a high-five and say, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. As you're trying to get back to your seat, as you're trying to sit down, uh, hey, thank you for letting me hang out for three days. Can I come back again sometime? Are you sure? All right, all right, cool. I can come back tomorrow. (laughs) No, no. It's Saturday. You'll be the only one up in this room on Saturday. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's Saturday all day chapel. Yeah. Y'all, y'all drinking the Kool-Aid right now. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. I don't think, I don't think y'all ready for this. I'm going to be honest. Hey, let me do this. Let me say something. First of all, you do know your president is the man. Just the man, the man. And you know, I might as well. I'm, I'm good at doing stuff I probably shouldn't do, but um, on, my wife's on the front row. She's like, mm, every day. But uh, on Wednesday, the president looked at me and he says, what can we do? What can we do to connect you back to your alma mater? What can we do to help you influence the next generation? So today, I'm going to tell you, I have no idea what that's going to look like, but you'll see me more. You're going to see me more, all right? You'll see me more. You'll see me more. We'll figure that out. Um, and I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that to say that. I, I already feed into the next generation. I always have college and kids travel with me and just watch me do what I do. But I, I would love to to do that here with you guys, and uh, somehow partner with North Central, and uh, because I I am who I am because of this school. The the shoulders that I have to stand on came from this foundation. Did you know that the best NCAA Division One college basketball coach, one of the top ten, is at a school called Baylor University? Did you know that his head assistant coach sit with me in that balcony at North Central and graduated from this school? His name's Jerome Tang. Did you know that this past winter at the Super Bowl, I was here at the Super Bowl, the whole time Verizon was the, they're the cell phone company that runs the NFL. Did you know that the man who ran their stage downtown that all the actors and all the singers that you guys heard were coming to town. And maybe even you got to go downtown and hear some of them. The guy who introduced every band, every singer that was on that stage downtown is a graduate from this school. And he's an actor in California today. Did you know he's from North Central? Did you know that in California there's a man who started a church in the desert out there? And now thousands of people attend that church, and his name is Brad Davis. And Brad was my roommate here, and we sit right there. Now I'm just telling you the ones. Did you know that in the Assembly of God National Office is a man who runs the whole department for reaching kids in public schools called Youth Alive? And his name is Kent Holbert, and he sit right up there with me, right up there. Did you know that there's a man who's known to a lot of you because he runs Minnesota. He speaks in schools. He's an evangelist. And yesterday he was in the back of the room in chapel. His name is Terrence Talley, and he went to school right here. Did you know that those are the shoulders you have to stand on? And it's time for you to be the hero. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, I am. NCU. Touch your other neighbor and say, I am am. NCU. If I have to put a title to this today, the title of my last sermon with you is, I am North Central University. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that you would speak and touch and change and move. And God, let the eruption that happens in this chapel in 40 minutes rock the world. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Oh, i got to change that prayer. Let the earthquake that happens in this chapel in 20 minutes <laughs> rock the world. Here we go. Revelations chapter 2, verse 17. Touch your neighbor and say, here we go. Yeah. Touch your other neighbor and say, this is for you. Yeah. Everybody in the room, take a deep, deep breath. <gasps> now breathe out, because you ain't never going to be the same again. Here it is. Yeah. Verse 17. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. Whoever has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, somebody say, I'm a winner. Say, I'm a winner. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name. Somebody say, new name. Written on it. Known only by the one who receives it. Now let me give it to you again. I will also give that person a white stone with the new name written on it, known only by the one who receives it. Now repeat this after me. When you take it, you read it. When you read it, you see it. When you see it, you know it. And when you know it, it changes your life. Now listen to me one more time. When you take it, You read it. When you read it, you see it. When you see it, you know it. And when you know it, it changes your life. Okay, let me explain this. We got to go back. We got to go back. I got to set this up. When I was a senior in high school, I had the coolest last year schedule ever of anyone who was in their last year of high school. Here's my schedule my last year of high school. First period, gym assistant. Second period, gym assistant. Third period, gym assistant. Fourth period, jazz band. Fifth period, government. Sixth period, football. I think I'm going to make a good grade. That was it. That was my schedule. It was the most beautiful thing in the history of mankind. All I had to take that was a real class was government. This was beautiful. This was awesome. On the first day of school, I went to the gym. I walked in. I said, coach, I'm your assistant. What do you need? He said, no, Reggie. They changed your schedule. And he went, ha, 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 ha. Everybody look at me. When anyone in authority says something and then laughs like that, it ain't good for you. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I said, what? He said, go to the office. They got your new schedule. Just go to the office. So I went to the office. Anybody knows in any high school, even university, you know that girl, Judge Judy, that's behind that desk over there, right there, all right? She runs the place, all right? She runs the whole joint. I'm just saying, all right? She runs it all. She runs it all. She the woman, all right? I'm just saying. In every school, that's the way that I walked in the office. I said, hey, and the ladies, all four of them said, oh, Reggie, (laughs) there's that laugh. They said, we got your new schedule, baby. Here it is. You're going to the fourth floor. Now, listen, I had been in this school for three years. I didn't even know they had a fourth floor. I thought they were joking. So I said, we ain't got no fourth floor. And they all laughed. They said, go to the third floor and keep going up the steps, baby. (laughs) Your first period class is room 402 on the fourth floor. Now, get there because they already started. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, but who did this? She goes, just go on. So I went to the third floor and and there were steps. I'd never seen those before. And when I got up to the top of the fourth floor, I started to open the door and looked above the door and there were two letters, capital letters. There was a capital A and a capital P. I had no idea what those meant. Some of you do, cause you smart, all right? It means advanced placement. Look at me, I play football, okay? They had to put R and L on the shoe that fit, all right? When I opened the door, I went to 402. I opened the door and walked in. There was 29 people in the class and I knew nobody. Everybody's a senior. I knew none of them except one, he the kicker. He's smart. He knew which way the wind was blowing. It was awesome. He looked at me and said, Reggie, run. And I went, okay, I didn't even, I'm out. As I turned, a voice went, baby, I've been waiting for you. And I went, huh? I turned around, it's the teacher. And she went, sit right here. (laughs) There's that laugh. When I sit down, I realized that my mama has switched my schedule and put me in advanced placement English, first period. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. I sit down and it started. She said, this is called a syllabus or a syllabi. I said, well, what, is, what does she do? And she said, everything you need to do to complete my class is on this paper. And it said, read eight books. I went, whoa, (laughs) write an eight and a half page paper on each book. And then you will graduate from my class. I was confused. I was dazed. Dude, this is not good. But ready? I did it. No, no, no. I made a C+. Plus. Hold up. C's get degrees. That's all I got to say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got to do what you got to do. All the professors are like, oh, Lord. I'm just saying. Do what you got to do. And then it was two weeks left in school. Two weeks. I thought first period, two weeks left, I'm done, I got a C+, plus. I'm taking a nap. So that first morning I got to class, I put my head on my desk, I was gone. You know that sleep where stuff comes out of the side of your mouth and it's like a little swimming pool for ants up on your desk? You know what I'm saying? That was it. All of a sudden teacher said, class, and I sit up and she said, I got an idea. There's two weeks left we got to spend time together, so let's do this. Everybody, go down to the library. Y'all have no idea what that is. Go down to the library, grab your favorite book, bring it to class. We'll read it in class and do one more paper together. No, no, no. People started clapping. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And so I raised my hand because I had the I that said, she said, Reggie, what? I said, any book? She said, yes, any book. I just want everyone to know that my last paper in high school was on a simple yet deeply profound book entitled Humpty Dumpty. Hey, they should have gave me an A just for making an eight and a half page paper on Humpty Dumpty. I told that thing up. It was awesome. Matter of fact, I broke it down. Y'all know Humpty and egg, right? First of all, I said, look, it is, it is chemically impossible to give birth to an egg with arms and legs and a hat tilted, but the hat had to be super glued or something, because it's stuck up there. Then I said, now you got to understand, Humpty, he must have been a teenager. He had to, because a full-grown egg who's a little long in the tooth would never be up on the wall. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, Humpty Dumpty sitting on that wall. You know people looked at Said Humpty, get yourself down. But he was looking back like I'm Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I just said, All right, that's for the old school kids whose mamas from the 80s, all right? I said, Humpty had to be on drugs. He was on crack or something. Because he thought he could fly. I could fly. Huh? He was like singing the song. I believe I can fly. He just say, hey, and I said, but then he landed on his day, and I just skipped to the end. I said, listen, in the conclusion, it was simple. I said, look. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does wrong. Next time you do something wrong and you crack your egghead, don't go to a horse. Don't go to a man. Because it says all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Well, if all the king's horses were there and if all the king's men were there, then the king had to be there somewhere. So next time you mess up, don't go to a man. Go to the king. Reggie. I know, y'all, I know. I handed it in too soon. I handed that paper in with four days left. The teacher read it in class. No, y'all, she was like, oh, my Lord. She was like, oh. And then she said, class, put your, put your book down. Put your pens down. I got to read this to you. So she read it to the class. Dude, people laughing. I mean, Just laughing. Guys were patting me on the back. Good job, bro. Good job. Right up to the point where she took my paper and shredded it and threw it in the air like confetti at a Toby Mac concert. And she said, I can't let you graduate with this trash. You got four days. Get another book. Read it. Write an eight and a half page paper. Hand it in by noon Friday or you flunk for the year. The devil's a liar. She said, oh, by the way, I'm going with you. Let's go get you a book. So now, if you are a teacher, faculty, or staff person, I found a book. On the binder, the title said M-A-S-H. Mash. And then there was numbers after that. Four, zero, seven, seven. Now, when I was a kid growing up, that was a, a sitcom. You know what I'm talking about? About, about the Korean War, a mobile hospital unit, radar, Hawkeye, all you Iowa people. That's the most famous dude you got <laughs> other than a baseball field in the middle of a corn. I'm just saying, all right? So, 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 I'm like, if I got to read, it might as well be funny, so I grabbed that book. Now, some of y'all looking at me like, okay, you read in Revelations, you're telling us these stories, you're funny, but what's the point? Here's the point. The point was when I got to chapter 9. It's a mobile hospital unit. So these doctors and nurses, they would heal people. They would do what they had to do. But what kicked them into gear, all they were waiting for was a sound of a helicopter. That sound told them that it was time to get to work. Every doctor would get to their spot. Every orderly would get to theirs. Every nurse would get to theirs. And when the helicopter landed, they would run and grab the wounded soldiers. And days, they would come within 900, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 wounded soldiers. They started realizing something. That while they were saving soldiers' lives, other soldiers would die. And in in chapter 9, the title of the chapter was Tags. Everybody say Tags. Come on, T-A-G, say tags. And here's what they did. They said, to win, we got to lose. So every day, somebody say every day. They would take one doctor and two nurses, and they would pre-check every wounded soldier that came in. The doctor, all he had to do was say one of three colors. Let me explain. The first color, you want this color, you want this color, is yellow. Everybody say yellow. Yellow means you're not hurt bad. Yellow means give you something for the pain. Come back later, we'll take care of you. If you can't get yellow, you want blue. Everybody say blue. Blue means you're hurt really bad, but if we get the orderlies and the nurses, we could take you to surgery and save your life. So if you can't get yellow and you can't get blue, you do not want red. Everybody say red. Red means you're hurt too bad. Red means we can't do nothing for you. Red means you're going to die. So here's the deal. When the doctor said the color, the nurse right behind him had her every pocket full, full, full of these tags, these different color tags, the red, the blue, and the yellow. And when he, when he or she, the nurse, heard the sound of that color, they would tag on the wrist or on the ankle and walk away. That's the first nurse. The last nurse, she was in, they had a nickname for her. She was called the kiss of death. All she looked for was a red tag. When she saw a red tag, she would reach in her pockets. They were full of a, of a drug and a syringe called morphine. She would aim for the shoulder or for the thigh. She would push it in close her eyes and count to 21. And when she opened her eyes, whoever she gave the shot to would be dead. And that's what they really did in the Korean War. I'm a senior in high school I'm reading that and then I just kept on reading I had to read it and I stopped and I backed up just thinking I could they wouldn't kill somebody like that I read it again and it's true they did this they did this I I did this and all of a sudden I kept reading and it says one day one day the doctor was yelling the colors yelling the colors the nurse was tagging on the wrist and the ankle and then the one nurse came and the, the doctor he said red she put a red tag on his wrist the nurse the kiss of death came and when she walked up and she saw the soldier in the red tag she was going for the shoulder when she went to push the needle into the shoulder the, the soldier who was dying grabbed her hand and said it's okay it's okay just tell my wife I love her tell my kids I did it for them tell them I did it for them it's all right it's all right and he closed his eyes it moved that nurse so much she knew she couldn't do it so she reached in her back pocket pulled out a set of scissors she clipped off the red tag put a blue tag on called for the orderlies and they took that kid to surgery everybody say one week Say one month, month. say three months. Three months went by. Hey, by three months, you forget everything. You know what I'm saying? They're doing their thing. They're just working it out. The 4077 MASH. On a Monday, no wounded soldiers. They don't remember the last time that happened. On Tuesday, nobody. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nobody. On the Monday, they heard helicopters. Everybody rushed to their station. When the helicopters landed, there was four of them. There was no wounded soldiers. Instead, there were a group of guys called 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 the Beret, alright? and There was another group called the SEALs, and they they just ran into the woods. When the commanders of the mass unit would go up to a soldier and say, what are you doing here? All they said was, he's coming. And he would say, what? He's coming. And then trucks came with more soldiers and they jumped out and they set up in the woods just keeping protection. And when they would ask, the doctor would look at the soldiers and say, hey, why are you here? And they'd look and go, sir, he's coming. And then why are you here? He's coming. Why are you here? He's coming. He's coming. That's all they would say. Then it happened. They heard vehicles coming. It was a long stretch four different limousines flags flying on either side when they stopped out stepped a man with five stars on each shoulder he's one of the greatest war heroes in the history of the United States country brother Alabama Crimson Tide fan that's why I didn't like him he stood up and he said how y'all doing it's good to be here do you know how many of my men you saved And hey, could you do me a favor can you get every doctor and nurse in the cafeteria? I just want to talk to him. I'll be waiting. Y'all got coffee? Word spread that this man was in the camp. That he was at their mass unit. Everyone got into the cafeteria. It was packed. And when he walked in, everyone jumped up and saluted. He says, oh, y'all sit down. It's kind of you. Just sit down. And then he said his words. What is this? He was holding a patient chart. One of the doctors said, that's a patient chart. He goes, what's this red slash, this red marker? And the doctor said, we work with three different tags, three different colors, a red and a blue and a yellow. And he explained what they were. He goes, cool. So what does this red mean? He said, that means that soldier. When was it? He goes, oh, three months ago. He says, sir, I'm sorry if you knew him. He's dead. He's in Arlington Cemetery or his hometown cemetery. And the judge yeah, said, thank you, sir. Say, what if I told you that this soldier, what if I told you he's not dead? What if I told you he's at home with his wife and his kids? What if I told you that we've been searching, trying to figure out how he slipped through the cracks? What if I told you that the smartest men in America in our military department figured it had to be you, this mobile hospital unit, What if I've told you I'm here today to find out who in this room changed that boy's tag? Who did it? And he stood there. The little girl was in the back left corner. When she stood up, she kind of moved to the aisle. When the five-star general saw her, it's the stuff that makes a boy who's 55 remember what he read when he was 17, okay? That five-star general said, you! And he took off running. The book said he tripped on halfway down the aisle. And instead of getting up, he crawled on his hands and knees, lunged and grabbed her by the ankles. People stood up and got out of the way. Everybody was making comments. But when everybody got silent, all they could hear was a five-star general screaming to the top of his lungs, that was my son! You saved my son. Don't you get it this morning? You are the hope. You are the answer. Everyone's been tagged with the red tag of sin. We live in sin. We die in sin. We're not supposed to make it. Then you show up. You're the hero. You are NCU and you are the tag changer. Step over your past. Step over your hurt. Step over what happened to you yesterday. Accept who you are. You're the hero. You're the legend. You're the world changer. Go ahead, look at your phone. Be distracted right now. But I'm preaching as if somebody's life depends on it, because why? They do. You have the scissors of the Holy Spirit that can clip any sin anyone's ever trapped in. And the day will come when you get to stand up and say, I did it. Somebody say, I am N-C-U. Somebody say, we are N-C-U. Come on, say, we are N-C-U. One more time, say, we are are. N.C.U. You see, somebody, somebody in this room, someone else wrote in your book. Somebody else has written into your life. You know what you need to do? Take the pen back and give it to God. He's the greatest author of all time. He's got the greatest book of all time. Let him finish your story. Let him finish your legacy. Let him finish it for you. It doesn't matter who's writing you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Here's what I'm trying to say. Anybody ever have crayons? You ever have crayons? Anybody ever collect them and they become really little and small and all that stuff? But even if a crayon has been used, even if a a crayon has been broken. Even if a crayon has been misused, it can still write. It can still color. In the right hand, it can make the right perish. We can make an incredible, incredible masterpiece. You are the crayon, but you've got to choose who's going to write your story. Choose who's going to paint your picture. Choose who's going to make you the hero you are. Somebody say, we are, we are. NCU. We are. Say, we are, we are. NCU. We are. But we've got to finish it. You're not just NCU. Everybody say, we are are. NCU, and I'm a tag changer. Come up, man. Somebody say, we are are. NCU, and I'm a tag changer. Come on, say, we are are. NCU, NCU, NCU. NCU. and I'm a tag changer. We are are. NCU, NCU. and I'm a tag changer. We We are NCU. And I'm a tag changer. It ain't about your past. It ain't about yesterday. It ain't about what people said about you. It's about you right here, right now, making a choice. I'll be the hero. With God before me, who can be against me? I'll run and not grow weary. I'll walk and not faint. I'll mount up like a wing of eagles. Eagles don't fly around the storm. They go right through the middle of the storm. Somebody say, we are NCU. And I am a tag changer. I'm all sweaty now. Because you know what? I wish somebody had told me that when I sat up there. Y'all going to be thinking I'm crazy, but I'm done. But the way we end in this service, you could have never even guessed. Because we're going to end this service the way we started. Because when I let go, then I find life. When I let go, i find life. So ladies and gentlemen, help me out. We are NCU, and I am a tag changer. Come on, we are NCU, and I am a tag changer. You see, so many times you get reg- regulated into what, how things have to go. At the beginning of the sermon when I walked in, and because I do speak for Hillsong a lot, the very first song. And they're like all scared right now. Look at them. Look at the band. They're like, what? What? What are we doing? Because <laughs> when they left the stage after when I came up to preach, uh, the Professor Jeff looked at them and said, oh, by the way, you're doing this song when you go up. And I saw them because I was preaching. But I wanted to see them. And they were all like, hey, don't get caught in a bottle. Bust the bottle open, all right? Bust it open, bust it open. So when I walked in, God says, This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna end this with a party. We're gonna start celebrating, not for the people who got saved, but the people who are going to get saved. Because somebody in this room has decided this morning, I am a tag changer. I am NCU, and I am a tag changer. Somebody say, We are NCU, and I am Amen. a tag changer. Amen. Come on, we are NCU, and I am Amen. a tag changer. We are NCU, and I am a tag changer. Are y'all ready? Sing it, sing it, sing it, come on. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Turn on the lights. I know, I know, y'all. Y'all y'all, so used to your routine. Turn those lights back on. I want to see praise happening up in here. Poor drummer. He couldn't even get it going as fast as it needed to be. Hey, bro, we got to make this thing happen. Y'all know. Y'all see, see, don't get caught in a routine. Don't. That's the routine. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not supposed to be. We're supposed to be, oh, lord help me no no we win we win we are ncu and i am a tag changer we win somebody look at your neighbor and say we win look at your neighbor say we win turn and look in the balcony say we win balcony yell to the floor we win what's up man everybody say we are ncu and i am a tag changer Let's turn this chapel out right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get out of your box right now. Come on, so I... Yeah. Some of you are getting it. Some of you are not. I think we need to turn this into a place of hope. I think we need to turn this. I know it's fasting time, but what would happen if we jump from the back to the front, from the top to the bottom? So everybody, get yourself a little room right now. It's time for us to realize who we are. It ain't about yesterday. It's about today and tomorrow. I am a tag changer. I am a tag changer. Somebody say, we are, we are. NCU changer! We are NCU and I am a tie changer! Are y'all ready? Here we go! One, two, everybody! Jump, 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 jump.
0: Here's the deal. First of all, I just danced my shirt out of my pants. Now, watch. Only one time in my life have I ever been in a room in which every single human being in the room was into it. Back in 1999, long time ago, the katinas came. I'm out of breath. The Katinas came to Harvest Church in Elk Grove, powerful church, looks like heaven. We had about 1, 17, 1,800 people in the meeting, and it was a church, so we got 70-year-olds, 60-year-olds, everybody on down, and I saw the Spirit of God come in a room, every single human being in the room, from the sound booth to a guy on the front row in a wheelchair, who had his foot his foot amputated, half his foot amputated from diabetes five days before the meeting. They wheeled him to the front, Dave Pelsinger. He sat there in pain, and the Spirit of God hit that place. He didn't get out of his wheelchair, but I, saw, I sat there, and I saw this foot that was amputated, and everybody's dancing. I saw this guy's foot going... It's the most powerful thing. Everybody, and I understand there might be somebody here with a hip replacement, a, a, knee, a knee replacement. Maybe that's all you can give. But I want to sing that second song that we did today. And I just really want to literally, literally, literally pull heaven down into this house because... I want to be that no-name young lady uh, that changes that tag. And I want to dance for the people that are going to be saved around this world for the next how many years out of this generation right here? So let's lift it up. And if that's all you can give, but I think you can give more than that. I think you can give a lot more from faculty, band, worship, sound booth. Let's give him praise. What's that? All right, for those who want to just hang loose and move into some prayer time, we are going to continue to have uh, this next 45 minutes of prayer. The joy of the Lord is in this place. Enjoy it. Linger in it. Let's also continue to pray. Remember, Aiden, as we're praying and fasting over this lunch hour, groups are already starting to form and have prayer. Faculty and staff will gather in about 15 minutes, and we'll pray together as well.